0: Good evening. Welcome to the Thursday Shira. This week we laying Parsha Tetzaveh, but as it's also Parsha Zohar, uh, the Shabbos, the Shabbos before Purim, I'd like to speak about the matter relating to Parsha Zohar. I also take the opportunity uh, to invite all uh, well, our participants and so to our home uh, this coming Tuesday Purim afternoon between 1.30 and three o'clock for Simchas Purim. Uh, it's after Mincha, or after the early Mincha, and before, uh, I guess, people have the Suda, so people should feel welcome to stop by with family and wherever else, any time Purim, afternoon between one thirty and 3 o'clock, here at my home uh, in Tinek, you're all invited. Uh, I'd like to speak about something related to Parsha Zohar, specifically uh, sharing an approach, something that uh, Rav Salavechik uh, offered uh, with regards to Parsha Zohar. I'm sorry I don't have sheets uh, for you. Uh, just in terms of my schedule, I wasn't able to do it I'm a little under the weather, um, uh, today. So, uh, we'll have to do it the old-fashioned way to learn without sheets, but I hope we'll make it clear anyway. Uh, we know, uh, that the Cree of Parsha Zohar is considered to be a Chi of Doraisa. Uh, in the Mishnah Megillah, in the end of Mesechus Megillah, the Parshah Zohar is not really distinguishable from the other three of the so called Dao Parshas. We had Parsha two weeks ago. Next week will be Parshish Par, the following Parsha Chodis. In that sense, they're all uh, they're all uh, listed uh, together as one uh, you know in one unit and Parsha's Zohar is not necessarily identified as being any more or uh, any more important or any different uh than the others. Um however we know the according to our tradition that uh, some Rishonim assume that the reading of Parsha Zohar is a query that's Doraisa make a big fuss about it and there's a big announcement that we should have in mind the be and the Mitzvah and so we make a big production about reading Parshah Zohar on the Shabbos of Purim Parshah Zohar itself consists of just three psukim the end of Parshah's Kisei uh, many people are meaning to read either the uh, certain phrase twice or the whole last Pasek twice and maybe one word twice again can we treat it very seriously as a dindo raisa? Uh, the Tosis in the beginning, the second parak in Brachas suggests that it may be a Chi of Doraisa. Uh, generally speaking, Kriya Sator is not a Chi of Doraisa. The uh, there's a Rosh in Brachas, uh, that also says in the seventh, seventh parak, the Rosh also seems to say that the uh, Pish, uh of Zohar is a Kriya Doraisa. Okay, we're not going to go into the Makaras of that right now, but that's a commonly understood, uh, concept. Um, the Shulchan Aruch rules, instead of in Tufresh Pay hey of Arachayim Sif Zayin, Yeish Shah Parsha Zohar, and also mentions there, Parshas Paraduma, is Chaim Lekar Midar opinion is brought in the Shulchan Aruch. Um But, uh, and then I said, that's how we normally do it. And the question becomes, uh, what is the status of women with regards to the Kuyas of Parsha Zohar? Do women have to hear Parsha Zohar or not? Uh, some shuls, they, uh, many shuls, my shul also do, we have a reading after Adon you know, at the end of davening, we have another reading of Parsha Zohar for women. I really it's not like for women necessarily; it's for anybody who's uh, anybody who's uh, missed it the first time. Um, but uh, some shuls have before mincha and they make a, again a big deal. Many women who don't ordinarily come to shul uh, come to shul for Parsha Zohar. I, I remember hearing once, if I'm not mistaken, from our Lichtenstein, Zohar Rocha that uh, his his mother grew up in Europe and tells. And he said the meaning there was that even Kol Nidre night, even Yom Kippur night, the women didn't always come to Shul and Yom Kippur at night for Kol Nidre, but Parsha Zohar, everybody came. So that's a question. Are women obligated to the reading of Parsha Zohar or not? And, uh, we use that as an opportunity to understand a little bit of what the reading of Parsha Zohar is all about. Uh, that's the question. As the Rav Salavachik explained that this question depends upon what the nature of this mitzvah is. What is exactly is the nature? Of the mitzvah of reading Parsha Zohar. Uh, we know that there's a mitzvah to remember Amalek. Okay, Zohar is a al that's for sure a mitzvah. How you have to do the mitzvah, how often do you have to do the mitzvah, what's the format of the mitzvah, is not so clear, but that there is a mitzvah of Zechiris Amalek, that's a posik of Chomish, right? That is indeed the, uh, the posik of uh, the, the, the first poster we read of Parsha Zohar. And again, as we know, Parsha Zohar comes from the end of the Sedgwick Kiseite in. Uh, in, in 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 Chumash Dvarim, the uh, says, uh, "Parak chav vav." Pasuk, uh, see what pasuk it is here. Parak I'm sorry. Parak chafe. Pasuk uh, Yud Zain Zokhar says, "Shoshal and the end of pasuk it "The last two words is Lo Tishkach." Okay, so there's a mitzvah sasei and a mitzvah sasei, perhaps two different mitzvahs with so heads and tails of the same coin. So they have to remember the advice of Amalek, that's clear. And in the middle it says what it is, share what they did, they attacked us, you know, when we came out of Mitzrayim and so on. Okay, so we know what Amalek did, Amalek is the arch enemy of the Jewish people, we have to remember that event. That you have to remember, Davket is that so clear? Um, again, that's not our topic for tonight. We have a mitzvah, Zohar, say Yom HaShabbos, the show, right? That's also the same word, Zohar. They make kiddish. We don't have to read out of a Sefer Torah, right? Or we have the mitzvah of Zohar, Zohar is Yom HaZer, Sharetzosim Mitzrayim, Yitzis Mitzrayim. Nobody says you have to read it out of a Sefer Torah. So that's a question. Why exactly do you have to read parsha Zohar to fulfill the mitzvah of, of, of Rehmeri Amalek? Who says it has to be out of a Sefer Torah? And how often do you have to do it? Once a week? Once a year? Once in your life? How often do you have to do it? So that, again, those are important questions. Um... But we're not going to go into that aspect, right? Again, I want to share mostly what Dr. Salavachik said. So uh, the truth is, the question is, what is the gedder or the nature of this mitzvah of Zachira Samalek? Is the purpose of Zachira Samalek to enable us to remember what happened so that it's kind of attached to the mitzvah to wipe out Amalek, so to speak? You know, is, that, is that the nature of the mitzvah? If you look in the Rambam, and I'll read it to you in the Sefer mitzvahs, mitzvahs essay kuf pay test. The Rambam writes the following, and for we will we'll certainly get a glimpse of what he has to say. This mitzvah is all about. The Rambam writes a mitzvah kuf Peites, He liskor masha osolam amalek. Right, we have to remember what Amalek did. This, we're not talking about now reading Parsha Zohar, we're reading about the talking about the mitzvah of a mitzvah the Chiras It's The mitzvah kuf Peites, The Rambam say from mitzvahs liskor Masha makdimo that they were the first to to, 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 to do evil. Thus we can cannot its rhyme. We always have to remember. But look what he says, We remember it. The purpose of remembering Amalek is so we can fight. Okay? Those enemies, those are our enemies who want to destroy us. We have to fight them. We have to destroy them. So the Rambam clearly links the mitzvah of Zechira Samalik with the mitzvah of wiping out Amalek, the mitzvah of Again, mitzvah Kuf over the purpose of remembering the mice uh, Amalek is to inspire people to, to have hatred and, and to detest Amalik you know uh, after a while the, you think that we can forget about it already, right then it's attacked. okay, good. It's a long time ago. So you think, says the Rambam, after a while the the hatred and the and the anger at Amalek will wear off. Okay, time passes, time heals. Uh, so the Rambam says, no. That's all we always have to remember this treacherous thing that they did to us. So we'll always uh, hate them. We'll always uh, you know pick a fight with them and so on. So this is the uh, mitzah of uh, of Zahir Amalek. According to the Rambam, the Rambam in this mitzvah, as I say is clearly linking the mitzah to. The, more, the story of Mechias Amalek. You're supposed to remember what Amalek did, so we'll be able to know to fight them and to wipe them out. That's one way to look at it. You don't necessarily have to say that. You could say that there's a, there are two different things. There's a mitzvah of Zichiras Amalek, for whatever the reason, because Baruch Hu wants us to remember the story. There's all kinds of other significance that we have enemies we have to remember. That, you know, we can come up with other things that are not necessarily connected to, to, to fighting against Amalek. You can say, no, it's a mitzvah of the Atzma, and it's not necessarily connected to the mitzvah of mechilas hamolek. Okay, so uh, one could argue, and as we'll see in a moment, what the sefer achinuch says. Okay, that the mitzvah of zechiras hamolek uh, is if is, if it's connected to mechilas hamolek. So then you could argue that women should not be obligated in the mitzah. That's how the sefer achinuch explains. The sefer HaKinuch, probably following the ramah We often follows the ramah, Probably following that ramba. The rama sefer is The sefer HaKinuch, is in the mitzvah Tov Reish Gimel in Parshas Ki Seitze. Liskor Ma'sha Osa Malak Lisoa B'teisam Mitzvayim, and he writes in Stavino Liskor Mashal Osa Malak Lisoa Shehiskil Garisbom. The Desgarisbom. They are the first to challenge us in Mitzvayim before any other nation did. And the pasuk says in the end of Parshas Balak, Reishes Gimel They were the first people to attack us and so on. And he writes. The Baruch Hu. Right. Anyone who starts up with the Jewish people is hated by a Baruch Hu. Okay. And uh, later on, he writes, you know, Hegas mitzvah that applies at all times, at all places. But bizhorim, it's a mitzvah upon men only. The, Ram, the Sefer al writes that the mitzah is since, according to the Khinuch, again following along the lines of that Rambam, the mitzvah of Zechir HaMalik is to be able to know we have to fight them and destroy them. So we have a rule that in general, generally speaking, nosham mm-hmm. alav b'nei alav Beno milchama. They're not, the, the women are not warriors. It doesn't mean a woman can't be a soldier, that's a different discussion. But for right now the assumption is, that's what the Khinuch says, it's the men who go out to wage war. The men fight the battles, so if the whole purpose of zechiras Samalik is to, you know, to, to build up this hatred, so we'll go fight them with a full heart and so on. So therefore, women are exempt. That's what the chinuch says exactly. No heges kilahem la'asos haoyev. That's uh, it's up to men to take uh, military action to avenge uh, the uh, our enemies, right? And Lola and that's not the job for women. So that is the position of the minchas chinuch, who clearly holds that these two are linked together, and therefore, if that's the case, says it the, says the Sefer HaChinuch, women are attack-exempt from the mitzvah of Zechira Samalek. They don't have to hear Pasha Zohar, Okay. They're not obligated to the mitzvah because this mitzvah is a prelude or a stepping stone, so to speak, to the mitzvah of Mechia Samalek. Since women are exempt from the mitzvah of Mechia Samalek because they're not, uh, they don't engage in warfare. So therefore, women are exempt from the mitzvah of Zechira Samalek. Well, the Rambam doesn't say that. The Rambam just, you know, creates the link, but the Chinuch takes it to the next step. And he says, women are not obligated in the mitzvah of Zechira Samalek and Parsha Zohar because the whole purpose is to, as a prelude, as I said, to wage war. So consequently, uh, since women aren't waging war, then they uh, then they don't have to uh, they don't have to be behind uh, the mitzvah of zechiras amalek either. That's the position of the of the of the However, the minchas Achenech, in his commentary there in Oz gimel the minchas Achenech in the commentary on the Sefer achinah right? Well, first of all, he says it's interesting because it sounds like you're also women are also exempt from the Lo right. The love is lo tishkach. Okay, it's now now it's uh, not, not only is it the mitzvah zachar There's also mitzvah lo tishkach, and again, we're not talking about that uh, now. There's uh, again another aspect of this mitzvah, which Talmud, of Salvation, pointed out. So he says, he noted the minchas chinech, and he says, it's not so clear for the Rambam. Raya, it seems to me that the Sefer Chinech just threw this out. He didn't bring a raya. Where did he get that from? The women are not obligated in the mitzvah of Zechira Samolik because they're not obligated to fight. He says, uh, we need a mitzvah, raya, lift or in the mitzvah says, say, she ain't Right? This isn't the Mitzvah Sesei Shazman Grova. Mitzvah Shazman Grova means a Mitzvah sase that is bound by time, meaning it only applies at a certain time of year or a certain time of day. Right? It's restricted, it's governed by time. So there are a handful of 20-something Mitzvahs like that. Most Mitzvah say are not in the category Mitzvah Sesei Shazman Grova, and those Mitzvahs women are fully obligated. That's the Suge in the Mishin Okay, and the and Hay in the Mishin, the, and then uh, the the um uh, women are obligated in the same way as the men are obligated. If it's not a time-bound mitzvah, so the minchas chinuch is wondering, this is not a time-bound mitzvah. We have the practice to read, you know, to remember Amalek by reading parshas Zohar on the Shabbos or Purim. Presumably, that's because of the connection that we have a tradition that Amalek, that Haman. Of course, the villain on Purim was the descendant of Amalek, so we link it up, we link up uh, Parsha Zohar with Purim. But strictly speaking, one should be able to be the yotzeh, be able to be the midst of Zechiris Amamalik. If you, uh, if you don't hear it on the Shabbos of Purim, it's not time bound. Let's say when Parshah's Kisetze rolls around at the end of the summer, we get up to Parshah's Kisetze a couple of weeks before Shoshana. So if you hear it then, that would also work, right? Even though it's gotten nothing to do with Purim, right? You hear the reading of Parsha Zohar, so you heard it on, on a couple of sh- on the Shabbos of Parshah's Kisetze before Shoshana it would also work. It's not a time-bound mitzvah, so the Minchas wonders, wait a second, what kind of a uh, business is this? They're Nebuchadnezzar to saying it doesn't apply to women. What do you mean? You have to have a riot. It's not a mitzvah sesei groma. So he says, therefore, tzorach raya, lift or noshu mitzvah sesei shehazman gromah. Okay? Especially if there's a lav attached to this mitzvah, also low tishkach. Okay? Women are obligated to all the lavin, that exclusion related to Zman gromah is only by mitzvah sase. Mitzvah's losa say that women have to keep the same as men. There are a couple of exceptions, but basically, women have to keep all the losa says the same as men do. So here we have a low Tishkach. So, what are we, what are we exempting here? It's very, very strange. And then, yes, that's a question of one. So, the Mitzvah's obviously, it the possibility that the Mitzvah of Zechir Samalek has nothing to do with the Mitzvah of, necessarily, the Mitzvah of M'chir Samalek. Okay? Zechir Samalek is a time-bound Mitzvah, meaning even if we accept the Sefer HaChinuch's link, and he says that the, So that, I'll, I'll go over it again, that's the one objection that the Minchas HaChinuch raises, there's no raya, that Zechiras Amalek. it's a mitzvah says, it's not as one so why should women be obligated? But then he says another point, okay, he says, maybe even if you want to argue, okay, there's some linkage between Zahiris Amalik and Mechiras Amalik, okay, and the women therefore don't go to war and so on, Maybe that linkage is not true. Who said there's such a link? The Rambam said there's such a link. But who says the Mitzvah doesn't quote the Rambam uh, that we mentioned before, but who says there's such a link? He says, maybe Maybe there's another reason we're supposed to remember what Amalek did. Maybe there's a different reason. Nothing to do or not necessarily connected only to the myths of Destroying Amalek. Maybe uh, the Mitzvah of Zecheris Amalek uh, exists on its, on, on its own. It's not listed to, It's not connected to Mitzvah Amalek. So therefore, women should be obligated, even if you're insisting that they don't have to go to war. Okay, they don't have to go to war, but maybe this mitzvah samalek stands on its own two feet, and it's not restricted to a connection to mecheh Samalik. Maybe we don't know the reason. You can come up with Jewish reasons and so on. Okay? And Efsher, uh, Maybe we do amalek know loya reason. We let's What happens after the Mashiach comes? There's no more Malik. All the enemies of Jews are eradicated, no more Malik. Is this Mitzah gonna disappear? says the Milchskhir, Khara not, maybe not. Why should Mitzah disappear? We assume all the mitzvahs are gonna remain intact in one form or another. So even after the Mashiach comes. So the Milchaschinik is saying, good, so even when there's no more Malik, so it means there's no more obligation to fight a Malik because they already have been vanquished, but there'll still be a mitzah of the We call Yet Tomid the pot okay the khali shay um, as one the mil disagrees with the khir and he says the mitzvah is on its own it's not linked, I mean, it's some relationship between maybe zakira and Mechia, but it's not the case like the Chinuch Assum. Well, since women aren't obligated in Mechia, Samalek, and wiping out Amalek, and fighting against Amalek, so they're also their part of Zechira, Samalek. Says the Minchas Chinuch, says who? Maybe Zechira, Samalek, has a different reason. The truth is, I don't know, the himself mentions, we mentioned before, right? It says, to show, Maybe that's why we have to remember the story of Amalek. Not not because we have to fight them, but just in general to know, oh, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is on our side and our enemies are his enemies. There are other reasons you can come up with, and certainly there's plenty of Jewish literature, you know, that uh, all the rabbinim give drushes about the uh, you know, about the Makesh Amalek and so on. And this Shabbat says there's plenty of other reasons you could argue and we have to remember what Amalek did and and how they were defeated, not necessarily connected to the requirement to fight them. So, we have, within the chinuch and the minchas chinuch, two different approaches to understanding the mitzah. that's our salvation stress here, we have two different understandings of the mitzvah of, of, of Zahir samalek Is it as a prelude to fighting against HaSamalek, Michiyah that? or no, it's not really connected, and it stands on its own. And again, the Rambam and the Sefer Mitzvahs seems to say it is connected, um, although he doesn't necessarily exempt women, the chinuch takes it all the way. Then, the Minchas Chinuch raises another interesting question. He says that uh, actually, before we get to, it, let me just point out because although the Rambam, because the Rambam actually is not as clear as, as we might we might want him to be, he's clear in the Sefer Mitzvahs. But the truth of the matter is, if you look in the uh, in Hilkus Melachim in Parakhe of Hilchos Malachim, the Rambam writes presents this mitzvah. He says Parakhe Alacha Dalad. Mitzvahs I say la hachrim shiva amamin. Okay, there's a mitzvah to wipe out the seven nations of Eretz Yisrael and so on. And then the halacha hey, he writes likewise. Mitzvahs sase la abed zera amalek. Okay, that's the mitzvah of mechias amalek. Shenem ha'atim chazeh amalek. Okay. Then he also writes umitzvahs I say lizkor tomid meisav haroim va'revaso. Remember his wicked deeds and his, you know, his, his ambush and his attack against us. To inspire hatred. Now, the Rambam there does not quite say, if we the Rambam is the Rambam there does not quite say that it's for the purpose of fighting. We have to harbor ill will or bad feelings about a right? That that's true, okay. But he doesn't say like he says in the Sefer Amitzus. In the Sefer Amitzus, is more explicit, right, in linking it. Again, it's, it's Lushen, Lushen in his lashon, Ramos lashon in Sefer Amitzus, uh, and again, it's Mitzvahs, uh, Pei, Pez, Liskor, and so on." in order that we should go fight against them. That's in the Sefer Amitzus. In the in the uh, here in the Yerachazuk the Torah, he says in the aura evaso. To generate the you know hatred, but he doesn't go to so far as to say and therefore to wage wars. It's not quite so clear as we don't know. Is this Eva? Is this hatred that's supposed to be generated? Is this dafkel sheimachama? You know, for the purpose of biting, not necessarily so clear. Again, the mitzvah say it is in the mitzvah is It is clear, but not necessarily uh, in the in the mitzvah. And then again, in shatara. Although it is interesting because excuse me, in the in the haftarah, in the haftarah for parsha zohar Okay, the Haftarah for pasha Zohar comes from, say for Shmuel Aleph, okay, uh, that's in the Navi Shmuel Aleph, and that's when Shaul HaMelech was told to fight against Amalek. So we find a very interesting thing in the words of the Haftarah at the very beginning, you have to pay attention, it says, uh, it's in um, Shmuel Aleph, Pasek Tezvav, Tezvav, i mean Ko Amar Hashem Tzvokos, Hukkarti asher osa Amalek li asher somlo also, in okay, it t- talks about what they did, right? And therefore, in Parsha Gimel, uh, talking to Shoal, so, called get rid of everything, destroy everything, and so on. He assigns uh, Shmuel to the Shol, to the task of destroying Amalek. So the rough pointed out, and then I found in the Chiddushay. On, the, on that after of Shmuel, he says the same thing. He said, "I'll read it from here." The Rav said it also. According to the Rambam, the Rambam quotes it. That's the Rav says, and he quotes the words of the Rambam. That's the pasuk, right? The pasuk says. Shmuel says in the name of Hashem, and it mentions what he did, and they attacked. So even in that first battle versus Amalek, you know, again, not the battle of the Torah, but the battle in the days of Shol Amalek, and we read as and and Shabbos, before going to war, explained what it was, Explain why we fighting against these people, right, what do we have to do? So that's what the Rambam quotes, that's what Briskarov stresses over here, and the Rav said the Rav said the same thing, Right? The Shmuel Amalek said first what they did and then Okay. The you know, the wipe out the chatoim, the sinners are and so on, because you have to tell them first uh, what the people what they did. So that fits in with the with what the with what the Chiruch says and with the uh, um and with what the Rama says in the Saifai Mitz, and so the mitz of Zakiris is the purpose of fighting. Yeah, but as I said, in the Arachazok, the Torah, the Ramadan didn't say it, it just says to generate Ava. And that can go, not necessarily mean that the Eva has to do with, uh, you know, with, 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 with Milchom or not, okay? Um, so it's interesting, the Rav added the following, okay? It could be that this machlokas, all right, it could be that this question uh, is, 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 again, what the gather of the mitzvah is, is, is it to generate Eva in general, or is it to generate Eva for the purpose of waging a war? So, there's an interesting machlokis regarding the Parsha of Zahir Let's say a person misses the Kriyas Torah of Parsha Zohar. Can't come to Shul, bad weather, whatever. The person doesn't come to Shul. Man or woman, it doesn't matter. So, the truth of the matter is, again, so as I said before, you can be yotze when you hear it in Parsha's Kiseitze at the end of the summer. But the truth is, on Purim morning, Tuesday morning, Purim morning, we're not going to lay in the Parsha of Zohar, as but we're going to lay in the Kriyas Torah for Purim is the Kriya of Vayovo Amalek, the story of Amalek when it first happened, right, the end of Parshas B'Shalach, the last nine psukim of Parshas B'Shalach, Torah tells us there, that's the laning for Purim morning, Vayovo Amalek, tells what happened in Moshe, summoned Yoshua, and he fought against Amalek, and Moshe raised his hands, whenever his hands were spread heavenward, the Jewish people won, when the hands came down, the, the, the non-Jews won, the Amalek won, okay, whatever, okay, what Kodesh Baruch says there, I'm going to read you now from the psukim, in Parshas Okay. Uh, and focus carefully, because uh, Rav Salamitshik suggested maybe this machlokas uh, I'm about to present revolves around the same hakira. Here's a pasuk in Parshas B'shalak Parak Yud Zayin of Shmos. Yeah, last couple of prep Yud Dalin. I hope Rashi Moshe Write this down. Basayfer. Yeah, okay, that's what some say is a marker for reading it from a sefer Torah. Dafka. Okay. Okay, it's different, because we have in Parsha Zohar, the end of Kisetzin, that we laid on Shabbos, says, Timche, you shall wipe out Amalek. Here, are Kodesh Baruch Hu says, I'm going to fight, Mocho Emche, I shall fight against Amalek, Mithakha Shashomoyim, right? And then in Poshik Tazayim, Kiyod HaKeska Hashem swears by his throne, Muchom Shemba BaMalek Midor dor." That's the Kriyas HaTorah for Purim morning. So there's an interesting question in the Poskim in the Akronim, if somebody couldn't hear Whatever the reason, the reading of Parsha Zohar this Shabbos. So the Mogan of Rum, the of Ram, it's in Pei Hei of Arachaim, Steve cotton The Mugan of Ram says, if you're stuck, well you can hear the laning on Pura Morning. Yeah, it also tells the story about Amalek. You have to remember the story about Malik. So he uh, hear the laning of Pura morning, accomplish the same thing. And as in fact there's a whole discussion, not for now, relates to this. I'll should talk about this also. But let's say a person, you know, lives out in the boondocks, so he can come come to the town once. Right. Should he come Parsha Zohar to hear the queer of Parsha Zohar or Should she come on Purim to hear the Mikra Megillah with a minion? Okay, it's an interesting discussion in its own right. But uh, like that's what uh, brought up in, in, in the uh as to what you should do. Okay, but anyway, um the in fact in the Sima that we read before Sim Tovrei and Sim Zayin the people living out in the villages that live out in the boondocks. I have minion. love lamokum. hello. to make an extra special effort effort to come to Shemuel the minion on these Shabbosim. Okay, at least Parshas Zacham, Parshas Parak, Okay, and that's a question. What if it, that plays against we hearing the Megillah with the minion? Anyway, not our topic right now. But the bottom line is that the. Um, um, Avram, on this point in 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 Khan Aleph over here says that if you if if you um if if you go ahead to to uh, miss Parsha Zohar on the Shabbos 4 Purim, you can be Yodsa with the Kriya of the end of Parsha Bashawah, because that, that story is a story of Amalek, so you'll remember it. Malais so you'll remember it. Okay? Now there is no mention, as I just pointed out in those Psukim, but any emits upon us to wage war for Hashem says, I'll fight against Amalek, the Homal Hashem Amalek. In Parsha Zohar, the end of Kiseite, we have a commitment. Timcha is the You, the Jewish people, have to wipe out Amalek. But in the Parsha Mishalach, it doesn't say that there's any such battle. Moghav Rom says, okay, but it's a, it's still the story of Amalek. So the Rav suggests that of Rom is obviously lining up with that Shita that holds it. Techiris Amalek is not necessarily linked to the obligation to go fight. Because he says you can be Yotzei via the reading that mentions nothing whatever about any mitzvah to fight. The mitzvah is the HaMalik. so okay. So I can hear the story of my Malik. That's how I remember. I'll hear it. Even the discussion of the Mashalik, hear Mikro Megillah, because Homan was to HaMalik. Okay, that's for a different discussion. But that's what the uh, that's what if all the if the whole purpose is to remember the My Samalik, so good by hearing this Parsha and Parsha Mishalach at the end, I'm said that way. And that's how the to Ron Paskins. On the other hand, if you hold that the mitzvah zechiris the way the Rambam in the Sefer HaMitzvah says explicitly, and when the Sefer HaChinuch implies explicitly, not like the you suggest maybe the Rambam and the Mishnah Torah does not like that, and Mishnah for sure does not like that. If you hold the other way that it's is, uh, is is the other way that that's connected to the mechamah against Amalek, the macho the the timche, then you can't be yotzei, and that's what the Mishnah Bura writes. It's you've caught in Taz Zion over here and Siman Tov for pay, hey. Uh, he quotes the Makan He quotes the Makan Okay, he says that "Iker uh, fine," um, and he says that it's uh, better to have a minion. We'll make it back to that point. Quotes a chusadeshel like that. You don't need a minion for kiddush on Friday night, even though it's or You don't need a minion at Pesach. But this Zohar is different; needs it if the Torah needs a minion, at least Anyway, he's has got Makan and he, here's the question we mentioned before. Okay. Um, Okay, Mikra Megillah. You don't have to have a minion. It's better to hear Krius Mikra Megillah with a minion, but you can't be Yotze with as a Yochin. Not a problem to be Yotze Mikra Megillah as a Yochin. But these Parshas Parshas Zocher, you can't be Yotze without a minion. Al Kane in Iaf Shor LeKaim Shneim Ye'roa LeKaim Krius Parshas Zocher B'Zimun. Mishabur says it's better to go to a minion for Parshas Zocher and read the Megillah yourself without a minion. Or hear from one other person, whatever, who can read a few without a minyan, then the other way around. And then he adds, "Avavamagonavrom mitzadeh." According to Avavamagonavrom, you get the best of both worlds. Go here, make a minyan. Now hear the quiz at Tarif for poor morning. The Avavamagonavrom mitzadeh. The Tov Yosef Shiyova Lamokum Shekarna Megila Betsibur O Parzochi Yotzei Piyad Chag. At least the Shas of Chag. We Hashi Yishma Kriyim Purim Parzvayavamoleg. There was an Ami Zocher by some of Yotzei Okay, but says the. Uh, I'm not convinced of that. Daiti, Iker Shalom, and The Hakavona says therefore, and says it like this. Okay. And Vilzelo discover parshas vayaval malik. Mishabura challenges the of Kula. and then Mishabura, according to the other approach, is right. If zechiras HaMolek is connected, that's how the stress. stressed. If zechiras HaMolek is connected to to uh, the mitzah of, of of wiping out a okay, well then you can't just read about the story. You have to read about the mitzah to wipe them out also, and that's not included in the parsha of malik from we lay in morning. And therefore, you'd have to hear it from Parsha Zochar, where it says Timchazeh hamalik. So that's the. Uh, that's the uh, point that the, the Rav made, that the, this machlokis between the Mogar and the Mishabura may well revolve around our same question. What is the nature of the mitzvah? Samalik? Does it stand on its own? Okay, or does it is it simply a prelude to, to enable us to go fight? So we've seen a different Afghanistan Afghan for for women, and so on. Okay? So that's, the you know, again, if it's a matter of fighting, so it doesn't apply to women. It stands on its own. That's what, the, that's what Sefer Kinnik said. Again, Sefer Kinnik said that since secure Samalek is to lead to Mechir Samalek, so women are potter from Mechir Samalek because they don't wage war, so they're potter from Zechira Samalek too. That's the Sefer Kinnik's position. And that's what it looks like the Ramah and the Sefer Mitzvah would probably agree with that because he says the whole purpose is to fight. Okay? But, um, the midrash disagrees. He says, "No, maybe sefer shamolek like, stands on its own, and it's a mitzvah to so say shalom as, as one of women are obligated in the like, uh, uh, same way uh, as men. Okay, not maybe the same in the same. But then, in that same passage in the midrash he raises another point. The says, wait a second. What do you mean women are obligated are not obligated to go to war?'" Is that true? He said, "Let's assume now for a moment." The mitzvah says to the sefer I don't agree, but according to you, that the mitzvah zechiras hamalek is tied up with the mitzvah mechias samalek. Women do have to fight uh, when it comes to a uh, a mechamis mitzvah. That's a sugi in sota. Uh, the mission sota is mem dalal amid beis, and the mission says for a mechamis mitzvah, right? The mitzvah when there's a mitzvah to wage war. Whenever there's a mitzvah to wage war, so everybody has to go fight, and the mission the Mishra has the expression. I <laughs> feel a choson mechadra kala mechupasa. A choson and kala on their wedding night. There's a mechamis mitzvah. I have to go and fight the war. So it says, I feel a kala mechupasa. The milchas chinuch writes. I read inside. He says one second. That only men have to go wage war, not women. So, behemis, melchemis, smitzah, koyot, and I feel a column of chupasa, kimavur, quotes the mission in dollar base, and the Rambam himself paskins that way. Okay, here in the Yadach in Hilchas Molochim, Rambam paskins in Perak Zion, halachadalad, I'll do it in a moment. And again, I apologize I'm on the sheets for your convenience, but we'll do it out you'll trust me that I'm doing things accurately. He says, um, I'm sorry. Right, remember the end of Parsha Shoftim says certain people, you know, are they're, 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 Don't have to go out wage a war. Just got married. I just got engaged. I just got uh, built a house. Frightened, whatever. But he says the Rambam writes So the Rambam seems to say that. So women have to do have to go fight, to fight against Amalek and So the whole premise is wrong, says the Min Chazchina. Even if you want to say there's a linkage between reading Parsha Zohar, the Mitzvah and the Mitzvah to fight them. And that's why and avi told a little bit about the story before he went to he announced the battle and so on, even if it's all true, but women go out to Khamet Mitzvah So to this Kasha Rav suggested the following. The idea that the mi- women have to go fight the Mechem and that's not because they're obligated to mechamah. They're not even obligated in this war. The women are taken, not obligated to mechamah. But there is a different, an independent Chiv, and I read it before, and now I read it more carefully. It's Perak Dalad, of Yilchus Malachim Halachad Sorry, Perak Hay, Hilchus Malachim Halachad Dalad. Mitzvah's Aseh Amamin, Hachrim shiva Amamin T'Sh'Nemar Hachrim Tacharimain. There is a mitzvah. I there's a mitzvah in the Torah to wipe out, to obliterate the seven nations, the that whole group. Okay, and that's a mitzvah upon everybody. The whole If you have an opportunity to destroy, to kill one of them, you, don't do it. Okay, Hareza Over Below Sasa Shemel Oschaya Kol so the Rambam is say, telling us that there's a mitzvah upon every Jew and that would seem to include women to destroy, it's not a matter of Muhammad, there's an independent mitzvah even a yachid even a even a, reg, a, a, a private person so to speak who has the opportunity to go destroy the people of the seven nations is obligated to wipe them, we have to obliterate them now the Rambam concludes that by saying they no longer exist today so the mitzvah is not enforced anymore today we don't know who's a Knanian and a and We have no idea. Okay. The odds are they have a particular guy is not from one of them. let's assume there are 70 nations. So the odds are, well, there's seven nations, one in 10. Okay. You know, 10 to 1 odds is not from one of the, from that, uh, you know, from the, from the, the Shiva Amen. So, you know, that mitzvah is no longer enforced today. But, but in, in, in principle, there's a mitzvah to wait to, to fight and to kill Hachrem Takim to, to wipe out the Shiva, Shiva So if that's the case, suggested of Salavachik, it's not that a mechamis mitzvah. In other words, he suggests that uh, the when the when the Mishnah says, okay, when the Mishnah says, um, yeah, you have to go. Everyone has to go out to wage war, even a kala mechupasa. Okay, Rashi there says as an example of a mechamis mitzvah. Rashi says aval. They're Sultan mem dalu beis. The example mechamis mitzvah he writes is kibush eretz right. And that means driving out the seven nations. So that's what even a Kalamechopasa has to do. But not because she's generally obligated to wage war. She's not generally obligated to wage war, but there is an independent, a separate chiyav. So that's what a Kalamechopasa is. So therefore the Kasher Minchoshchidach falls away. Minchoshchidach is, what do you mean women don't have to go out to war? Mechamets should say, they do have to go out to war. So the Rabbi answered, no. They don't have to go out to war, Out fighting Mechama. They have to go out to war, to out the mitzvah hachareim tacharim, alts neshoma. Okay, to, to fight against the uh, uh, the Shiva Amamin, Okay. And that's the that, that's the mitzvah that mitzvah applies even to a Yachid and all yachidim. And Again, that's the language of the Rambam, They're in Parakewala Khdalan. Bahol Shabali Yado Akhim Below Harago Haraza over below sassa. Shenemala shayakh. Anybody who has an opportunity, and women obligated all those sasses. As we said before, anybody who has the opportunity fails to do so. Again, it doesn't apply today, but who has the opportunity so uh, uh, has to do so. So therefore, you could argue, suggested Rav Solomon that that Einachanami, the Kasha of Minchas is no Kasha. The Chinuch is right. Women are not Benos Machama. Women are not obligated to wage war. Aye, the mission Sota, says that they have to go out and fight. You know, uh, to, to wipe out the seven nations. Yeah, that's a special din of hachrem Tachrima. That's not. that it doesn't make them Benos Machama. So if you hold that Makir Samalik is connected to zakhira Samalik, okay, therefore they're gonna be parts of Mikiras Amalik, like the like the Sefer Khik said, and the Mikhina Kasha falls away. Okay, so therefore women are not obligated in in uh, you know, it's true they have to go out to war when there's a Mikhail against the Shiva Amin, but not Alzheimer's, but being obligated in and Takhrimain and Oskaya Kal Now, but you might be thinking, well, maybe the same thing by Amalek then. Okay, that's also, isn't that also mitzvah? you could argue the same thing by Amalek, the women should be obligated you want to argue they're not pronounced Mahoma fine, but they should be obligated to fight against Amalek the same way that, because of, the, the same way there's a Mitzvah to destroy the Shiva Amamin, there's an independent Mitzvah to destroy Amalek, okay, maybe they're not pronounced Mahoma, so they have to fight not because of Smith, Mitzvah, because of the uh, individual obligation to wipe out Amalek you hear the there was the rubs Teret's for for, for for the you know to the Midchashirskasha is so good that it begs it leads to another question. So one second. Say so Shataka have to fight against Amalek If this logic is right, that they have to fight against the Shiva Amamin, and that's why that's an exception, not Osmachoba. Okay, but now you should say we're back to the Midchirch Khasha. Okay. He's right. Okay, even if you want to give the Ravs Terrence, that he wanted to argue they are Bidos as a and they have to fight a Machama mitza. The Rav gave a terrific about No, they're not really obligated to Machama just a special din of Hachrem Tachrem to the wipe out the Shiva Amamid. But the Rav said, then wait a second, well, the same thing by Amalek, right? The same thing to wipe out Amalek. They should have to fight, or fighter that they should have to fight. Maybe they're not Bidos Machama, it's not Machama mitza fine. But it's an independent obligation to wipe out Amalek. So why aren't they obligated that? If they're obligated, Hachrem Tachrem, and Los by, by, uh, by the Shiva Amamin, so they shall be obligated in, in, the, in the Mitzvah of beyond Amalek also. So the Rav said here a sharp distinction, he said, not necessarily. He said according to the Rambam it would appear that it's not true. That Mechemes Amalek is in the category of Mechemes Mitzah, Only those who are obligated in Mechama have to participate and nobody else. And he's medayik Because the Rambam in Perakei Alach I read it again, when he's talking about Mitzvah saseh lahachrim Shiva Amamin, he says, "Right, Anyone who has any yoke and any individual has an opportunity uh, to fight against the below hargo. Doesn't do it. Doesn't kill him. And the very next halacha, Okay, he says we read before you have the mitzah to remember and stone and so forth. The Ramam does not say like he said in Halacha Dalad, that any person who comes upon someone amalik is required to kill him. He doesn't say that. He said that about the Shiva Ammin. that seems to be mitzvah on every single yachad, and therefore women are obligated. But when it comes to Amalek and Yimadai, in consecutive Halachas, the Ramam changed his language. He did not say that there's a mitzvah in comments about every individual to go wage war against Amalek and to kill someone from Amalek, if you have an opportunity. Okay? He said, the Rav suggested that in fact, According to the Rambam, there is no mitzvah on an individual to have mechias Samalik. That is a mitzvah on the tzibor. That's a mitzvah on the tzibor, okay, is to fight against it's an And therefore, it's a melchama in the sense of a, a war being waged by the tzibor. And therefore, if the women are not benos melchama, they're not going to be included in that. You hear the chilik? It's a sharp chilek between the, the din by Shiva Amin and the din by Malik. And Rav proved this. You take a look earlier in Hilchus Malachim, Parak Aleph, Halacha Beis, very fascinating. Halacha of writes the beginning of Malachim. Three mitzvahs Jewish people have in a commentary as well. Limnos le who to appoint the king. Okay, and it quotes a and then to build the base of build the base Now look what it says. Very interesting. Minoy Melech Kodem, Osi sholach Hashem l'mshachachol l'melech. The Rambam writes, the mitzvah of appointing a king must be done before the mitzvah of fighting against Amalek. And he quotes as a proof the Posuk from our Haftarah on this Shabbos parsha Zohar. He says, you look carefully, and it's interesting because I'm not mistaken, those who Davon Nusser fired, start the Haftarah from that posuk. Okay? Shmuel Bayes again, it's Perek Tesvav, the Ashkenazim, uh, most Ashkenazim, I guess a different program floating around, but most Ashkenazim begin the haftarah of Parsha Zohar with, um, excuse me, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, most Ashkenazim begin the haftarah by with the Pesach Kol Ma'aseh Tzokos Pakadis Okay. The previous pasuk, Paraktesvav of Shmuel Aleph pasuk Aleph, says Vayomer Osi I think you look in some of this chumashim. Uh, the nusla s'farad meaning is to include that first pasuk as well. And according to Rambam, it's very nice because the Rambam in Parakal of Halachah Beis here in Hilkos Malachim, the Rambam says that's how we know. That's how we know that the uh, appointment of a Jewish king must precede the Battle of Amalek, he quotes this posuk because it says, Osi HaSholach Hashem and then it says, in the next pasuk, Ma'atar Leich Es Amalek. Okay, that's the, that's the Rambam says. So, the Radva, the Kets of Mishnah and the Radva, they jump on the Rambam, and they say, wait a second, why would the Rambam, why would the Rambam quote that posuk okay, um, just a moment, yeah, why would the Rambam quote that pusuk from 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 Navi, okay? When actually uh, there there is a Pusuk there are psukim. Just a moment, as we find I'm looking for here. Um, let's just see. Yeah, uh, I don't find the words here. What's that? I'm sorry. I don't know. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so it's not. In the, uh, it's, uh, I thought it was in the Radvaz. I don't see it there now, unless I'm not not seeing it here. But anyway, um, but the the of Mishnah and others uh, jump on the Rambam. They wonder why he quotes a Pusuk from from Navi, okay, to prove from Shmuel Aleph. You know, you have a psukim in the Chumash, okay, which seem to indicate that you have to point the king before the battle of Amalek. Okay? Uh, in fact, the Gemara um, and Sanhedrin, the Chof of which is where the the source of that suga, actually brings it from the Pasuk Kiyara Yad Al-Kes'Kom, Hashem Amalek Midor Dor, That Hashem's throne and the kingship is not complete until it's Amalek. Amalek, you know, the, the the two go hand in hand. So the question is, why did the Rambam quote this Pasuk uh, by, by Shmuel Anavi, uh He could have had an opportunity to bring a Pasuk from the Torah, which the Gemara and Sanhedrin did. To prove that the um, uh, uh, appointing a malach comes first, so the rav said because the pasuk and the torah, all you can prove is that there's a precedence in terms of the order um, appointing a, a, a Malik, appointing a king comes before um, comes before amalek, um, but the pasuk here in Shmuel aleph the haftorah suggested the rav. That actually proves not only that the appointing a king has to come before uh, uh, the battle of Amalek, but that the battle of Amalek requires a king. That's what the Rambam is stressing. The battle versus Amalek requires a king, not just the order that first you have to wipe out Amalek and then appoint the king. I'm sorry, first you have to appoint the king and then fight Amalek. But rather, the requirement to fight Amalek depends on having a king. And one of the jobs of a king is l'chom Muhammad Hashem. Okay, the Rambam writes, here in Hilchus Malachim, the Rambam makes it very clear that that's one of the major tasks that a Jewish king has, is to fight the battles of HaKadosh Baruch so Hu, Lucho Okay, that's his purpose, and, or one of his purposes, also to maintain law and order. One of his purposes is to, is, is to wage battle. Okay. Um, right, part of his job. We're talking about something else there, but part of his job is to wage war. In fact, the full title of Hilchas Melachim, we refer to it as Hilchas Melachim, but the full title is Hilchus Melachim Umilcham Oseem, the laws of kings and their wars. That's one of the major jobs of a king, is to wage war. And therefore, and so, so the battle versus Amalek, the Rav suggested required, required a king. Okay? Now, if that's the case, you could argue now, you know what? The Bukhamas HaMolek, again by is different than the Shiva Amamin. The Shiva Amamin, the mitzvah, to destroy them, is a comment upon every Yachid. It doesn't say you need a king, and it doesn't say you need an army. You know, any individual is obligated. That's the Ram's simple language. Any call Shibaliodo, anybody who has the opportunity. But he doesn't say that by a because it's not true. By Amalek, it's only obligatory when there is a Jewish king. When there's a Jewish army. It's not a mitzah Yachidim. Okay? So therefore, um, if women are not obligated to go to war, then talking are not obligated to fight against Amalek. We asked the Minchas asked, What do you mean? Women are obligated to fight a Mechamish Mitzvah anyway. So, what's the Chidach talking about? So, Rav answered, No, their obligation to fight the Mechamish Mitzvah, to fight the Shiva Amin, that's got nothing to do with Mechamah, it's got to do with an individual obligation. So, why can't you say the same thing by Because there is no individual obligation by Malik. There is no individual um, Mitzah to fight, to wage war against Amalek. It's a Mitzah only incumbent upon the Tzibur. In fact, some suggest, I'll digress for just a moment, some suggest that's why there is a um, uh, that's why there is a uh, requirement, a preference, to have a tzibor for Parsha Zohar it has to begin this year. There are other Zohars in the Torah, okay, and, and, and elsewhere else, the sheikh zechiris are printed some, sort of 10 zechiris. he's saying so Zohar, Shabbat Zohar, the already in a minion to make Kiddush. Zohar, Shabbat Zohar, Shabbat You do he's already in a minion for Zohar, Shabbat Zohar, he's doing the minion for Parsha Zohar, at least, Why? Because it's a mitzvah, the whole mitzvah is a mitzvah on a tzibor. You need to have a tzibor. That's how some suggest and explain the Shemish HaDashin's preference to have a tzibor. That's why. Because it's a mitzvah in comment about a tzibor. There's no mitzvah on a yachid. Right? No mitzvah on a yachid. in Surah It's only a mitzvah on the, on the Jewish community, on a tzibor. As a total side point, it's a famous question. And the, and the Rav didn't say this, but it's a famous question. You know, the Pusuk says in Megillah Sesta in Perkaz, Atos HaMestas Mordechai Beis Haman. Right, uh everything home was given over to Mordechai. It's, the famous Kasha, which is asked as uh a, 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 a Zeltzer who wrote a safer I mentioned in the past on Nerlo called Nerlamea, on the famous Kasha Yosef and Hanukkah. Why the eight days of Hanukkah? The miracle is only seven days, not enough oil for the first day. So he produced, produced a safer with a hundred answers to that kasha called Nerlamea. Okay, he also wrote a sefer. Later on, I told you somebody wrote a sefer with five hundred answers. That there, okay. So you know, nowadays everything is grander than it was in the past. So, but then he, the same author wrote a sefer safer on Shavuos of why uh, we observe Shavuos uh, that year, the fiftieth. Uh, the, the, the the you do the calendar. It's, it's, Torah was given on the seventh of Sivan. We observe Shavuos on the sixth of Sivan. So he has a hundred answers that there. And on Purim it has a hundred answers to the to the tarot, to the question of why uh, Mordechai. Was a Jew was allowed to be nene? was allowed to have off from the property of Amalik. He's supposed to destroy everything. That's what the post says Tim Chazek Amalik, right? Animals and all everything has to destroy everything, right? So how could Mordecai's Jew be a nene from base Haman? There are many answers. Hundred it's not too, but one of the answers is because it wasn't really a triumph from Amalik, because it wasn't Jewish, there was no Jewish king at that time. Hamun from Amalik had a downfall, but it wasn't it didn't have the din of Amalik. Anyway, anyway, that's what the Rav suggests, and it's important chilek between the uh, and Malik. And it's interesting. But what about the very first time they appointed, they fought against Amalek? What about that first time? Where was the king then? Where was the king then, right? I thought you need a king to fight against Amalek. So you can, only, you can answer after that time, but the Rav pointed out, the Yalkut Shimoni, the end of Bishalach, it's Remez Resh Samach Vov, in the part of Bishalach, says, listen to this, the Simbozeh Yoshua, Magid Shiba also Hayom Nimshach Yoshua. Yoshua was appointed a king. He had a status of a king. Moshe didn't go out to battle, whatever the reason. Moshe stayed on the mountain, so it inspired the people. Yoshua going out to battle had a din of a king. That's the rub added, according to this Yalkut Shimoni. Okay? Because you, you need a king to fight against Amalek. It's a din of the tzibur. Moshe had to go Davin. That's why he didn't go wage war himself. But from the chemist Amalek, he did a melech, so he appointed Yoshua at that time. So therefore, the rub suggested the chinuch may be, well be correct. Okay? Women are exempt from fighting against Amalek because the whole mitzvah is to lead to mechias amalek. Aye, the minchaschina kasha, but women have to find mechamis mitzvah. No, they only have to participate in those mitzvahs with an individual obligation Okay, to go wage war, like you know, the Shiba Amun, to go fight, to go to kill the inhabitants of that nation. But it's not true about Amalek. And that's what the Rav said. As a side point, a total side point, there's another difference between halacha and halacha he that the Rav pointed out, okay, in the Hilkas Malachim here, because at the end of halacha dalad, about the Shiba Amun, I mentioned before, the Rambam said, Ukvar ovad, um, kvar, kvar they don't exist anymore. We don't have that mitzvah anymore because they don't exist. So I would have expected him in Alok HaHei to say the same thing about there's no Malik either. That's all that is because there's a, as I'll tell us, it's quoted a few places in the morning, it's a Mishnah, Mishnah, that San Sancheirev was a a, Ash, a general from Ashur, Assyria, okay, who, uh, destroyed the so-called northern kingdom of Eretz saw the ten tribes. That's how the ten lost tribes got lost because he took them away. He conquered most of the Middle East. At that, that time, he failed. to conquer the southern kingdom of Yishalayim and Yehuda. He wasn't successful there, but he was successful in everything else. And he exiled the ten tribes. That's how they got lost. Okay, that's how the ten tribes got lost. But what did he do? He transplanted populations. He understood very well that if people are living in a foreign land, they'll be much harder to rebel. You leave people on their own home turf it's easy to rebel. First of all, you're fighting for your own country, your own homeland, your own farms, and you also know the, uh, you know the terrain, you know the area. But if you take people to a different place, they won't be able to fight, and they'll intermarry, and intermingle, and that's what happened. So the Gemara has an expression: Olas Tancheru Bilbas Kolat Umos. Okay, Tancheru, okay. what he mixed everybody up. So we don't know today who's a and who's a Moabite and who's this and who's that. They don't exist anymore. So why did the Rambam say that in Halacha Okay, why did the Rambam say that in Halacha Hey? Uh, the, there's no more Amalek anymore today, okay? So, he could say, oh, right, he relied, he just said it, in why did he have to say, why didn't he say hey The Rav said, no, because the truth of the matter is, that Amalek still exists today. Anyone who follows the life mission of Amalek, anybody who's this, who wants to destroy Jews like Amalek wants to destroy Jews, is considered be Amalek. You don't have to be a physical descendant, a biological descendant of that ancient tribe. They don't exist anymore, they don't know who they are. It doesn't matter, okay? Uh, even if the and that's what the pasuk says again in Parshat Avraham Malik, it says Midor Dor. There's also there's always that's how the Medrash Tanhuma quotes Medrash Tanhuma in Parshas and Parshas Kisei in Ose, very end of the section in Ose Aleph He writes because the pasuk has the expression Kiyod again we read it Purim morning Kiyod Al Case K'Case is short for Kisei missing an Alef is short for the name of Hashem. So the word Kisei is missing a letter. The word Yudke is missing two letters. It says Ain that's the As long as there's Amalek in the world, okay, Hashem's throne, so to speak, is incomplete and his name is incomplete. That's me dor <coughs> So therefore, what do you mean there's no Amalek today? So everything should be good? No, because as long as People stand for what Amalek stood for, and they want to wipe out Jews, and so on. and then the status of Amalek. Okay, and that's a side point. In any event, that thing will go back to our issue. so we have this Chakira, of what the nature of the mitzvah of Zechira Samalek is about. Is it to prelude from Mechir Samalek, or it stands on its own? Then the Rav added one more point, and with that, we'll move to wrap up. Okay? He added one more important thing. He said, another reason why, perhaps, women might be exempt from Zechira Uh You know, they're exempt from parsha Zohar. Aside from all of this, he said completely different reason. Very interesting comment in the Sifra, the Medrash Haloch, the Taurus Kanim, in the beginning of Parshas Bihu Kosai. Sorry, there, the the, the uh, sorry, the Medesh there mentioned several things uh, where you have the term Zohar, a double language, so to speak, a double language, and um, so in the Sifra uh, in in, in Parshas Berchu it's Parsha Aleph Halacha Gimel. Okay, it says that there is a requirement. Let me find the words. Um, yeah. There's a bunch of things. Zohar, Soma Shabbos, Akadshah. It's not enough to do it in your heart. You have to have Shamor. Also, other things where you have the double language. So, when it comes to Parsha Zohar, He says, V'cheinu, Omer. Zokhar, Shabbos, Solocham, again, is the Sifra, Torah's Konim, in Parsha's Gosakh. Maybe I could just remember it mentally. Remember remember, mentally. Who doesn't have to say anything? Never mind reading from the Torah. Just recall it mentally. I'll remember. Oh yeah, I remember what Amalek did. It's not good enough. That means don't forget That's mental. That means don't forget That's mental. Now, it's a Shona Beficha. The Rav said, what is Shona Beficha? Learn it. Vishinantum. You have to learn it. Not just enough to say it. Apparently, you have to learn it also. Okay. And, uh, you have these psukim that indicate that the mitzvah, to, not only just to, to the Ramban again, it partially say. it brings us, okay, that the word Shona is, is to teach. And the parish of the rivid. we have the parish of the rivid on the Torah's Kohanim. It's the parish of the rivid over there. And that passage in Torah's Kohanim, Says the following. He says the mid there is a mitzvah. I'm gonna try and find his words quickly. He says the kavona is chiras amolek sheteshon b'eficha. You limud hilchos learn the story of Purim. Wow, it's learning. So part of the mitzvah is chiras amolek. The Rov suggested based on his ravid, based on his tarskhanum, is the mitzvah of Talmud Torah. It's a din in Talmud Torah. Okay, so then you could argue. Well, women are exempt from Talmud Torah. Right. They're certainly not the same obligation as men. So that might be another reason to exempt women from Talmud Torah. And along these lines, the Rub added the following interesting thing. He said, generally speaking, when we have Kriya Torah, so there's not a mitzvah of Kriya Torah. There's a mitzvah to hear the Torah. So the people in the audience listen to the Chazen who's, uh, who's, uh, you know, who's reading the Torah. Well, you not in a mitzvah that way. It's not Shomei Kona There's no Kaona. There's no obligation to read it. Okay. The mitzvah is. Uh, by Mikra Megillah, we said the Mitzvah is Mikra Megillah. To read, it, it's a Yotze to Shomei Kaona, if you hear the Chazin, the Balkaria read it. But by regular Kriya Satora, it's not a Mitzvah. The Mitzvah is to hear the Kriya Satora, Okay? The Shmoah is a Kriya. So the Tsibur here, the Balkaria read. It. That's not a Dina the Shomei HaKa'on. There's no Khiv to say it. Uh, you to read it yourself. Kiddush, I'm Yotze Shomea Kona, because I have to make Kiddush so I can hear somebody else it's as if I said it. You don't have to say that by Kriya Satora because there's no Mitzvah to say it. The only Mitzvah is to hear it. So I can hear it. Now, very often, the Balkaria reads along. All right, so here's himself reading it instead. Okay, or here's both. It's also okay. The Rav said his father Moshe Salamachik, when he got the aliyah of Parsha Zohar, would not read it along with the Chazan. Generally speaking, he did read along. Okay, but he would not read along by by the Parsha of. of, of uh, um, he would not read along like he usually did when he when, when he got the aliyah of Parsha Zohar. because by Parsha Zohar, he said the mitzvah is not just to hear it; the mitzvah is to take shona piha to verbalize it. The mitzvah is to verbalize it. So how is the tzibur yotzeh? By Parsha or the tzibur yotzeh by listening to the verbalization by the balkorim. Now, if you go ahead and you're going to read along with the tzibur, with the shlech tzibur, you're the Gat Aliyah, and you're going to read along with the chazen, but then you're, you're reading as an individual. We said there's a tzibur de mitzvah, right? You're yotze, there's no mitzvah on the individual. It's a mitzvah on the tzibur. A, that was his jump, so just like the mitzvah fighting Amalek is the mitzvah of the tzibur, the mitzvah of Zichir, so Amalek is also the mitzvah of tzibur, so Amalek don't read along with him, but rather, because the mitzvah of reading, if you read and the chazin reads, so then you're hearing it twice, which by itself may not be an isser, but one of the times what you're doing is only as a yachid, so that's the sort of disqualifying, the whole mitzvah is to read a dafka b'tzibur, and not as a yachid like the mitzvahs, like we said. And so in the Ola should Daka be Yotze together with the rest of the Tzibor and not read it himself. So he said that was the practice of, of emotional salvation, that he didn't read along with the Kriya of Parsha Zohar. Dafka did. It's counterintuitive. Dafka, because you have to say the words, that's what he didn't read along. Because you have to say the words as a member of the Tzibor. Okay, when you're reading it by yourself, you're not a member of the Tzibor. Who's the Tzibor person reading along the Shliach Tzibor? The Chazim. So that's, uh, these are a few of the insights from Salavachik on the Kriya of Parsha Zohar. I'll take opportunity to wish on a good Shabbos. And, a and Purim once again. I invite everybody who comes to our Shurim to 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 uh, to join us on the Purim afternoon. show between one thirty and three o'clock. You're all invited to come, family and children and so on uh, for the little Simchas Purim. Hashem on a good and the Fraylich Purim. Thank you, Rabbi. I heard. Um...